Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. First things first. This is about truth-telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what No Mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah! This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breathtaking any move that I make, I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes, I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave, the soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> Cut the damn music. <sighs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith. Before I get started and explain to you why I'm so thoroughly pissed off today, I want to let everybody know, remind you that I'm here in my studio thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. You know, <clears throat> there's certain things in life that happen that just pisses you off to no end. And I know that a lot of people are caught up from a political perspective when they see what transpired over the last couple of days. I mean, as we look here and we see that the Republican-led House of Representatives voted on Thursday to pass a resolution to remove Democratic Rep Ilhan Omar from the powerful House Foreign Affairs Committee. I'm reading from CNN right now. House Republicans have argued Omar should not serve on the committee in light of past statements she had made related to Israel that in some cases been criticized by members of both parties as anti-Semitic. Democrats have criticized to pushed to oust Omar, arguing it amounts to an act of political revenge. 
and that the Minnesota Democrat has been held accountable for her past remarks. The party line vote was 218 to 211. GOP rep David Joyce of Ohio voted present. It's making news, right, ladies and gentlemen? It's making news, but in my estimation, it's for all the wrong reasons. It's for all the wrong damn reasons, okay? But in an effort to be fair and to be clear, I want to make sure that I'm reading correctly what people are saying because God forbid I misquote anybody. Even though half the time folks are lying their ass off, half God forbid I misquote anybody. So let me not do it, okay? Omar, after being removed from the House Foreign Affairs Committee, was defiant in her floor speech ahead of the vote. Quote, my leadership and voice will not be diminished if I am not on this committee for one term. My my voice will get louder and stronger, she says. So take your vote or not. I am here to stay and I am here to be a voice against harms around the world and advocate for a better world. This is what she said. This is what she said. Let me put on my glasses. You know, I'm not getting any younger and I want to make sure that I'm quoting other people right. Okay. Cause we got, God forbid, we don't do that. Right. We want to make sure we're doing this. Okay. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's also a Democrat re- representing New York. Somebody actually like, by the way, she sits up there and she says, actually she was standing and she was going off on the house floor saying, don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks. This is about targeting women of color in the United States of America. Respect to AOC, mad love, profound respect for her. Stop that. Stop it. Stop it. I'm already pissed off enough at the Republicans. Don't get me more ticked off because we're reaching for stuff we don't need to reach for. We don't need to reach for any of this. It's unnecessary. This is just the latest example of a party flexing its muscle in favor of its side. The Foreign Affairs Committee is a very powerful committee. The Republicans have the power now. They are the working majority. Why are we acting like we don't know what was going to happen? I don't want to hear some nonsense about Omar's history of, of, of saying things that was that, that were considered anti-Semitic. She was going to get removed anyway. Because you're Kevin McCarthy and it took you 15 damn votes to get enough votes for you to be the House Speaker from your own damn party. Government put on hold for days. Because your own party couldn't agree that you should be the speaker. 20 damn people held up the vote that you needed in order to be validated and authenticated and inaugurated as a house speaker. So naturally, they don't want Omar on this committee. It was inevitable. What's the uproar about? I tell you what's the uproar about. Using us as suckers yet again. Which is exactly why I am supremely pissed off. Only thing I can think of to bring down my blood pressure is to tell you how the hell I feel. 
Because this is the BS that constantly pisses me off. Now, you might be saying, Stephen A., what are you mad about? What are you mad about, Stephen A.? I'm telling you, once again, we got situations going on that we need to address. And it's getting convoluted. Because people are reacting emotionally and trying to convince us they didn't know the obvious was coming. Ron DeSantis, did you hear the story? I mean, we got critics all over Florida going off, accusing him of trying to rewrite history by rejecting African-American studies. Reading from the National Public Radio right now, Florida's Department of Education under the leadership of Republican Governor Ron DeSantis rejected an advanced placement course on African-American studies. The decision is leading to a wave of backlash across the country from other state lawmakers to labor unions and even a potential lawsuit. Again, I'm reading from NPR. Feminism. Gay issues, transgender issues and all of this other stuff. You got some people sitting up there saying, hey. Everything's a part of African-American history. How dare he take that position? I have taken that position. My attitude is very, very simple. I don't want some white man or white woman telling black people what qualifies as African-American studies and what we should and shouldn't be learning about our history. I got a problem with that. Period. Period. But this is far simpler than that. Ron DeSantis is catering to his constituency. Period. We can slice it any way we want to. There are tens of millions of people out there who believe certain things and they don't want to hear a damn thing else. How do we not know that? Now, we can state the obvious, so I'll get it out the way. Once again, the black community, my people are being denied something that virtually every other community is afforded. And that is the opportunity for students, not just black students, but students of all backgrounds to learn about the contributions of African-Americans in this country. African ancestors, the events and people that made us who the hell we are and made this country what the hell it is today and yesterday and a decade before that and a decade before that. It's about a right to know. Now, for those of you who are unaware, let me break it down for you yet again. Again, in the state of Florida, the governor himself, Ron DeSantis, who, by the way, run a re-election just a few months ago in November by about 19.4 percent, just destroyed Charlie Chris, by the way. But Ron DeSantis and his administration rejected a pilot. AP course for African-American studies that's being offered in public high schools and was set to be a part of the college board's slate of advanced placement courses in high schools. Is it being threatened? You might you, you might ask. Why do this, Ron DeSantis? Is an African-American history part of American history? These are the questions that are obvious, but I'm going to tell you why the answer is very simple. Because DeSantis and his crew want to deny students the right to not only learn about black history. They're willing to erase it. It's fair to say that right now because of the course, the actions that he's been willing to take. Now, it might not be that simple for him, and I get all of that. But it's important to understand that. African-American history is American history. This is according to them. This is the this is the Ron DeSantis administration. African-American history is American history. But we will not allow any organization to use an academic course as a gateway for indoctrination and a political agenda. 
We look forward to reviewing the College Board's changes and expect the removal of content on critical race theory, black queer studies, intersectionality, and other topics that violate our laws. Stop right there. That's what DeSantis is talking about. They're accusing the education system of indoctrinating folks. Here's where I lose it. I don't like Ron DeSantis' decision. I don't like the fact that the Florida legislature appears to support him because they've eradicated or omitted some of the things he wanted omitted. They've essentially caved. But when he uses the word indoctrination and when he talks about ideology, how can we sit here with a straight face and act like he's lying? How can we all sit here with a straight face and act like it hasn't been happening on both sides? Remember, 86% of the country is in the middle. Whether it's right or left, both of them are leaning towards the middle. That means civility. That means compromise. That means understanding you don't get everything that you want. The fringes, the edges that compile 6 to 7% on either side. The MAGA Republicans on the right. The woke culture on the left. They're both guilty of the same BS. And I'm calling it BS because I consider BS to be anything that you're not willing to compromise on. Because that's not the way we get things done in a civilized, democratic, fair-minded society. But that's what the hell has been going on. What did you think was going to happen, ladies and gentlemen? You got folks on the left. We got to make sure that we're attaching the right nouns and pronouns to people's names. We're wondering what kind of bathroom is right to use and not use. We got teachers in schools scared to death because a him that now wants to be identified as a her or a her that now wants to be identified as a him is a challenge for them and they could lose their jo- they could lose their job if they utter the wrong pronoun you got all of this stuff going on and you're going to have people that says damn we've lost ourselves you're going to have people that look at stuff when you're talking about teaching kids stuff in the third grade where you got a whole bunch of people out there saying this should be reserved for our parents to be talking to kids. They shouldn't be having to learn this in school. You've got that side. And on the, on the right side, you got folks that are very extremely against it. To the point where somebody like DeSantis looks like a hero to them. Why? Because he's emulating what Trump did. I'm going to buck the system. I'm going to go against the system. I'm going to tell the system to kiss my you know what. We ain't going to just sit Ali by and let this happen to our country. This is what they're saying. Biden won the last election, ladies and gentlemen. Trump got 74 million votes. Sometimes he was ignorant. Other times he was petulant, vindictive, petty, ill-informed. And repeatedly and, a, and, and continuously narcissistic. And on top of all of that, we didn't even know if he was reading security briefings or anything else. And he still got 74 million votes. How many votes do you think Ron DeSantis could get? 
You think Ron DeSantis don't know what the hell he's doing when he brings this up? Pay attention. Pay attention. All of this is to curry votes. The outrage is fake on both sides. Democrats knew what the Republicans were going to do. They know this is about currying favor and appealing to a constituency because you got an election coming up in less than two years against an 80 year old incumbent who says he's planning on running for reelection. And that red wave that they were supposed to have didn't happen in the last election. And just like the Democrats tried to scare the living daylights out of the American people by saying there was a whole bunch of Republicans that were not for democracy and they watched it work. Now people like Ron DeSantis, who's a lot smarter than Trump in a lot of people's eyes is saying, okay, we're going to reverse course and we're going to engage in our own scare tactics. We're going to show you how extreme woke culture has gotten. And I'm going to make sure I curry these votes with the white constituents out there. And if I have to alienate most black folks, fine. Because when it comes to Republicans, they ain't going to decide whether we win the election or not anyway. That's what he's saying. You can see it clear as day. It's par for the course. It's understood. It's natural. It's predictable. When are we going to learn? DeSantis' decision to ban the class has prompted legal backlash and criticism, you know. Three students have threatened to sue the Florida Department of Education if they uphold DeSantis' decision, which they did. So the lawsuits are coming, joining the students in their fight as lead attorney for the case of civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump. He now represents the students. The three students are Elijah Edwards, an AP sophomore who's African-American, Victoria McQueen, an AP junior who's African-American, and Juliet Heckman, an AP student who is white. Yes, even a white student is being denied. Heckman, a junior at Leon High, said, quote, it's just not fair that we can have AP European history studies and then Italian culture classes and all these different classes and then not an African-American studies class. Sounds about right to me. I can't refute what she just said, to be honest with you. I really can't. It makes total sense what she just said. It's actually undeniable. But if we're going to tell the truth, how about this? That same Leon County has a commissioner. His name is Bill Proctor. He is black. He is a Democrat. And listen to what he had to say here. I'm reading it to you. Well, frankly, I'm against the college board's curriculum. I think it's trash. It's not African-American history. It's ideology. Proctor goes on to say, I've taught African-American history. I've structured syllabuses for African-American history. I am African-American history. And talking about queer and feminism and all of that for the struggle for freedom and equality and justice has been no, has not been any tension with queerness and feminist thought at all. 
He's saying feminism, queerness, and other issues that were going to be in the curriculum has nothing to do with African-American history. So in other words, a black Democrat supports Ron DeSantis's decision. You see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Everybody knows. This ain't about African-American studies. This is about securing a base. This is about DeSantis showing I can be every bit as the hard ass that Donald Trump was. Except I'm a governor who's run a state successfully for years, who won re-election by a landslide, who epitomizes that red wave you thought was going to come down the pike last November. I am the future of this party and I'm going to show you. That's what he did. Ron DeSantis is playing chess. When the hell are we going to join the party? And by we, I mean folks who are paying attention, not falling for the okie doke, not sitting up there acting like, oh, my God, this is about something. It isn't. Ron DeSantis don't give a damn about African-American studies. He gives a damn about winning the presidency and he's trying to pull off doing just that. And you got people on Capitol Hill trying to turn this into a gender issue and talking about all of this other stuff that don't have anything to do with the subject at hand. He's trying to win the presidency. And he knows what audience to cater to. If he wants it. As the Republican nominee. Do we get that? Or are we still lost and clueless? Benjamin Crump, that civil rights attorney that I told you about, who was on here just last week talking about the brutal death of Tyree Nichols. He had something to say about this as well when I spoke to him earlier. We'll air that interview in a minute. You're listening to Stephen A. And No Mercy. Back with more in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? Benjamin Crump, thank you so much, man. Before I let you get on out of here, indulge me if you can with just a couple of more minutes of your time on another important issue while I have you here. Let me capitalize on this moment that I have with you. Let me transition to obviously a less heinous issue, but nevertheless disturbing in and of itself. And that's what's going on in the state of Florida in regards to the Department of Education under the leadership of Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. I'm sure you're aware he rejected an advanced placement course on African-American studies in high schools, saying the class, quote, indoctrinates students to a political agenda. I want to know what your thoughts are about that. What do you feel this is really about? Yeah, you are. You know, Stephen, a., uh, we are uh, going to we gave notice of intent to file a lawsuit against Governor DeSantis in the Department of Education 
on behalf of our three lead plaintiffs, uh, Elijah Edwards, a young African-American sophomore, honor student. Uh, and then we had Victoria McQueen, a young uh, black student who's an AP honor student. She's a junior. And then we had Miss Juliet Heckman, who is a young white high school student who's also an AP honor student. Those are three lead plaintiffs. And we are telling Governor DeSantis that you cannot be uh, in America in 2023 tell us that African-American history has no educational value. Because that's what he said when he first said they're going to reject this AP African-American studies. We have AP Europeans uh, studies class. We have AP Japanese studies class. We have AP Italian uh, history studies class. But when it came to AP African-American history, he had a problem with it. And so we believe, as the judge in the federal court of the Northern District of Florida said when he issued an injunction against Governor DeSantis' Stop Woke Act, that he said professors can't teach critical race theory in the colleges. The judge said that the governor cannot decide what curriculum will be orthodox or will be uh, dis uh, excluded. He said that that is for the professors and the educators to decide. He said that it is tantamount to a rejection of the First Amendment and the 14th Amendment. So if that is the precedent for college courses, they did leave a, a small caveat to say that K through 12, they can have more, you know, uh, discretion to deal right. with the curriculum. But AP, advanced placement courses, are essentially college courses that students, if they have the requisite grade point average, can optionally take. Mm. Everybody don't even have to take this course, Stephen A. He just said, we ain't even going to offer it. And so is this America where we believe in the free exchange of ideas, or is this communist Russia or communist China where we censor free thought? Mm. That is the decision America has well, to make. Here's what he said. This is a quote. From DeSantis, he said, African-American history is American history, and we will not allow any organization to use an academic course as a gateway for indoctrination and a political agenda. We look forward to reviewing the college board's changes and expect the removal of content on critical race theory, black queer studies, intersectionality and other topics that violate our laws. Another DEO official did say uh, we proudly require the teaching of African-American history. We do not accept woke indoctrination, indoctr masquerading as education. And last but not least, they call this a threat. Uh, this this threat by what you would explain in terms of your lawsuit. They said this threat is nothing more than a meritless publicity stunt. So that is their beliefs about where you're coming from. They're definitely taking a position to be completely antithetical to the whole, to the whole woke culture. That seems to be it. It's fringes on the left in terms of woke culture. That's what they're saying. They're addressing the fringes on the right. That's what they're trying to say. To that, you say what? A couple of things, if I could, Stephen A. Sure. And now I'm in court. I'm making my argument. 
if they think that it's meritless, if after February 1, he rejects these AP African-American study courses being taught in the classrooms in the state of Florida, he will see that our lawsuit will have great merit and precedent is on our side. The American Constitution is on our side. We don't believe in censorship. That's number one. Number two is the fact that as the great Negro educator Carter G. Woodson said, a race who has no history or has no traditions that are respected and taught to the youth become a negligible thought to the rest of the world. And it becomes dangerously uh, problematic that that race, history, and culture will be exterminated from the earth. Mm -hmm. And so we will not let Governor DeSantis or anybody exterminate the teaching of black history in Florida court, uh, Florida classrooms or classrooms anywhere in America because it's a slippery slope, Stephen A., when you start talking about censorship and what is appropriate and inappropriate. Do you know under Governor DeSantis that you can't teach about Emmett Till's lynching? Wow. You can't teach about Angela Davis. You can't teach about Henrietta Lacks and the medical racism or how they butchered black people at John Hopkins for as guinea pigs. I mean, you can't talk about the Tulsa race riot and Black Wall Street. Now, how is that Makes offensive no to any student to learn about that? Well, they say, well, Benjamin they, Crump, they, let me be very clear. I understand exactly why it's offensive to somebody like Ron DeSantis, because it appears the objective is for black folks not to know their history and the iniquities that have been exacted against our community because that's offensive to people outside of the black community in Ron DeSantis' viewpoint based on what they're talking about. That's my interpretation, what he's saying. And by the way, it's not just him. The state of Florida legislator legislators adopted a law known as the Stop Woke Act. That's wrong to our kids and employees. That's the acronym for it. That's what they call it. The law prohibited teaching or instruction that, quote, espouses, promotes, advances, inculcates, or compels students or employees to believe any of eight concepts. I mean, you got to be kidding me. This is what they're talking about here, Benjamin Crump. Hey, man, and it, it reminds you of fascism. I mean, it, you can't have free exchange of ideas. They are saying that, we, talk, we talked about Tyree Nichols earlier. Yes. They said when you teach this woke uh, curriculum that it encourages people to stand up against police officers. And you're saying, how long? If a police officer shoot my child in the back, are you telling me I'm not supposed to take a stand? Or am I supposed to just be silent? That's what they're trying to say. And so what we have to say is over and over again what... Um, I keep going back to history because it's so important. James Baldwin, and you, you know, when you read these great Negro intellectuals, they say some profound things. Absolutely. James Baldwin said, if a white man stand up and say, give me liberty or give me death, the whole world applauds. A black man stands up and says the same thing, word for word. And then they will judge him as a criminal and they will attack him as a anti-American 
a race baiter, a communist. They will assassinate his character and paint him as a bad N-word and do everything they can to say to an example to any other black people who dare say what Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death, that we will castigate you. And that's what we cannot allow our children to believe, that mm -hmm. it's okay for others to declare that we will have liberty no matter what, and black people can't say the same thing. I would imagine you've got support from the state of Florida because I'm looking at some of those eight stipulations that we're talking about here, right? Eight concepts. I don't even feel like reading them right now, but there's eight different concepts that you have to adopt and embrace. But it also says at the end of this, Benjamin Crump, professors who violated the law could face disciplinary action, including termination of their jobs and state schools that violated the statute could lose performance funding, which constituted a significant portion of their budgets. So budgets are being threatened. Jobs are being threatened. If you don't embrace what Ron DeSantis is proposing here. Exactly. It's saying if you don't embrace Governor DeSantis interpretation of black history, then we can get rid of you. How scary is that, Stephen A. Smith? You're talking about authoritarian. I mean, this person who said that the American Revolution and it's on video. Yeah. He said that the American Revolution uh, uh, stood for freeing the slaves. And we all know that the American Revolution happened almost 1776. The slaves were not freed until 1865. Right. So, I mean... We don't follow his interpretation of history. Why don't we leave it up to the academic professionals who make it their life mission to talk about curriculum and to say, hey, children, this is history. Now, let's learn from it, even if it's not what to do. Let's yeah. learn about Black Wall Street. Yeah, that's right. Tulsa rides all bit. And I'll tell you this much, too. To me, it's not him even saying you have to follow my interpretation of black history. It's him saying, I will determine what you should be allowed to learn about black history in the state of Florida. That's how I embrace it. It, it is shocking in 2023 that we're dealing with this. And remember, Stephen A. Smith, he is on the short list to be the Republican nominee for president of yes. the United States. Yes. And can you imagine if this is allowed in Florida, it becomes the precedent now for Texas, yeah. for Tennessee, yeah. for Virginia, for Arizona, all these yeah. other conservative states with conservative governors. They now can tell our children, not just our children, because it's little white and uh, brown children. Everybody needs to know everybody's history. And I don't, I, I correct myself. It's so important for young white kids to learn black history just as important as it is for young black kids to learn black history mm -hmm. because black history is American history. And if we don't see it as that, that, that all of our histories matter, we go back to what Carter G. Woodson said, you become a negligible thought to the world that could easily be exterminated. Bottom line is it appears he doesn't want, you know, people outside of the black community to know uh, the iniquities that have been uh, exacted against the black community and he's willing to go to any means necessary to ensure that that happens.
clock sticking like my lifeline Until I flatline, I push it to the red line Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Ladies and gentlemen, do you know what happens when black history is kept out of the history books? It disappears. And people forget. And guess what? I can prove it to you. Have you ever heard of the Tulsa Race Massacre? In Tulsa, Oklahoma, in 1921, there was an area of town called Black Wall Street where Negroes were descendants of slaves. There were doctors and lawyers and entrepreneurs and owners of barbershops, beauty salons, hotels, theaters, even a bank. It was a beacon for African-Americans looking to escape the Jim Crow South. Ladies and gentlemen, they were doing it. They were living the American dream, taking advantage of capitalism until a hateful white mob descended on Greenwood and burned down the damn town. By the time it was over in three days from May 30th until June 1st, close to 300 people had been murdered and 10,000 African-Americans became homeless from the fire set by the mob. And yet, despite these shocking and horrific crimes, for decades, the massacre was omitted from school textbooks and documents were destroyed. Did you know that? It also became a bit of a taboo subject in Tulsa, often recounted by people who survived and passed on the knowledge to their offspring. A state senator, I believe his name was Kevin Matthews, somebody who grew up in Tulsa and graduated from Tulsa Public Schools, by the way, said he was in his 30s before he even had heard about it. That's part of American history. So why don't more of us know about it? A state senator didn't know a damn thing about one of the worst events in American history. And he grew up in the damn town. The HBO series Watchmen starring Regina King depicted the story of the Tulsa race massacre and it renewed interest in the subject and the critical importance of history and those who lived and told about it. Think about that. Ben Crump and the students are not the only ones who feel this. This decision by DeSantis is an affront to the black community. We know White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre called the rejection of the course incomprehensible, noting that the state did not block other AP classes like European history. We could go there, but I'm not. Where I really want to go is with a question. Where the hell does bigotry end? See, I think this is all about currying votes to win the presidency. But the fact of the matter is you're willing to lean on what some would perceive as bigotry to get what the hell you want. Where is the essence of our better selves? Where's that at? If you're DeSantis, you know how starving for power this man has to be to go this route? Because he's willing to flagrantly alienate a segment of this populace in this country. I am a registered independent. I actually, how many times have I come on this air and I said, DeSantis got a chance. DeSantis got a chance. Hell, I might vote for him. Not anymore. How can I? This is what you're willing to do? You're willing to do this and you get away with this because the Florida legislature has helped you out by caving to your demands. Where does it end? We got people in Washington. You got Marjorie Taylor Greene on the committee. You got short George Santos with his pathological lying self that was put on committees before he said, I'm going to step away until I handle my business with all of these damn accusations of lies, allegations of lies. I counted 11 he was caught in. But they actually had him on a committee. 
You're a Republican. You're a conservative. What happened to the standards that you talked about upholding? See, you messed up when Trump became president. Because what you said was the hell with our standards. We're more concerned about how you vote. And I understand that. Let me be very clear about that. Optics and aesthetics are far less important in the grand scheme of things than actual policy that's implemented. People who are actually placed on the Supreme Court of the United States. Etc. Etc. I get that. I understand that. But when it comes to the presidency. That's where I take a turn because statesmanship is just as important as anything else. You have to rely on Congress and how they vote and the Senate and how they vote. For legislation to come to your desk to be signed in most instances, you're not the one voting on it. So as the president of the United States, statesmanship is everything. You have to be somebody that gives the impression you're for all of the American people, not just the people who vote for you. You can't be so addicted to power that all you care about are those who place you in it and will keep you there. That you alienate the rest of the nation because that's when chaos kicks in. Did Trump's presidency not teach us that? We ain't talking about policy. Everybody got a right to want whatever policies they want. You're for illegal immigrants coming into the country. God bless you. I think everybody should get online. I'm for legal immigration. I'm not for building, quote unquote, building a wall and the Mexicans are going to pay for it. But I do roll with Obama who kept a lot of immigrants out and sent a lot of others Back where they came from. We don't talk about that, but he did. I'm for a strong economy. I'm for strong national security. I'm for all of those things. A lot of this sounds conservative, but I'm more open minded. I'm more tolerant than the typical conservative because I think while I am for legal immigration, I'm not for separating kids from their parents. I'm not for putting them in tents for months at, months at a time. I'm not for treating them like prisoners. I'm just not for open borders that let them through without going through the process either. There's got to be a happy medium somewhere. All of these things are relevant. All of these things that matter. But in the end, what it comes down to more than anything is having a leader in place That doesn't alienate Americans while swearing they're for America. Because America at our core is the greatest country in the world because of our inclusionary tendencies. The fact that we welcome not just people, but different ideas, different beliefs, different visions. Our tolerance is elevated. We ain't Iran. We're a couple dancing in the square is placed in jail for 10 and a half years because they showed public affection. And that was a violation of their laws. This is America. 
We're supposed to be more tolerant than that. And when you are the governor of Florida and you're going to decide that this is not a curriculum that you want to see African-Americans studying, probing, potentially embracing or rejecting. And you're the one making that call when you are not a black man, you are not a black woman. You don't have a relationship or an identification with African-American history. It is highly insensitive and offensive. Which is why I don't blame Benjamin Crump and those three students to drop this lawsuit against you. I think they'll probably win. And I get very, very upset about it until I say to myself, Whoa, wait a minute, Ron DeSantis. You don't care if you want to lose. You just want the record to show to your constituency that this is your latest SWAT at the woke culture. That you're the man they can rely upon to illuminate how ridiculous woke culture has become. That's your objective. Because it's all about winning the presidency. Nothing else matters. The only thing that makes me more disgusted than that by any means necessary mentality that Ron DeSantis apparently has is the stupidity which which those against him are displaying in defiance of his move. When you're in Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and you take the statement that this is a gender issue, it's involving women, it's going up against women, most people are not going to buy that. Ron DeSantis was counting on that. When you are the new minority speaker, Hakeem Jeffries, and you immediately lean on how you're going to make sure that Ilhan Omar is going to be on another committee. You're doing what the Republicans, you're swearing they do. You're taking care of your own. And at the end of the day, the suckers are the rest of us. Because we're the one that have to sit idly by, incapable of doing nothing, because all we have to rely upon is a two-party system. Who knows they're the only two parties and show no interest at all in working with each other. The Republicans blame the Dems. The Dems blame the Republicans. They talk about each other like trash. And leave the American people wondering if anything ever is going to get done. It's a damn shame. It's sad. The saddest part, though, is in this case, Ron DeSantis basically said, I'm going to use black people to make my point. 
Low folks on the totem pole, huh? What else is new? That's it for this edition of No Mercy with yours truly. Looking forward to talking to y'all in the days and the weeks to come. I'm getting ready to head on down to the Super Bowl. Hopefully, I'll be able to talk to you guys next week from then. If not, I'll definitely be able to talk to you after I return from the Super Bowl. But before I depart, just remember, you don't have to know sports to know mercy. I say that because I end every show that way. But I got to admit to you. On this particular day, I'm asking for God's mercy for all of us. Because this country is an absolute mess. And we see no signs whatsoever of things getting better. We need God's mercy and all the prayers we can get. Because we in really, really, really bad shape. Peace and love, everybody. Till next time. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.